There you go, then, said Connolly as he sat and smoothed the cassock around his legs. Nightingale tapped the card on the desk. And what do you do for the Holy See? The priest smiled amiably. I'm sort of a middleman. But you are a priest. Connolly gestured at the white collar around his neck. I'm not wearing this as a fashion statement, he said. Nightingale held up the card. It doesn't say priest on this. No, that's true. Would it help if I recited the Lord's Prayer? Would that convince you? Nightingale smiled thinly. How about you tell me what's in Luke chapter 11, verse 9? The priest raised one eyebrow. Are you serious? You want to test me? Nightingale said nothing. Connolly sighed. Fine. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Close enough? Perhaps you should also consider Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 16. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test, as you tested him at Massa. Yeah, well, I'm not testing God, am I? I'm testing his representative, which seems fair enough. Isn't that what John said? Connolly frowned. John? John chapter 4 verse 1. Connolly's frown deepened, then he nodded slowly. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. The priest smiled. You know your Bible, Mr. Nightingale. Are you by any chance a Catholic? I'm afraid no, but clearly a believer. I read the Bible every now and again. Do I need to be a believer to get the job? He put the card down on his desk. It wouldn't make any difference either way, said Connolly. I came to you because your website makes it clear that you have some expertise in supernatural matters. I've had my moments, said Nightingale. What is it you want doing? The priest bent down, and Nightingale realized there was a battered leather briefcase at his feet. Connolly picked it up, opened it, and took out a newspaper. He passed it over to Nightingale. Page three, he said. The paper was the Bromley Times, and the story was headlined, Miracle Girl Heals Cancer Schoolboy. Nightingale quickly read through the story. A twelve-year-old girl had begun to bleed from her hands and feet and from a wound in her side. Stigmata. The wounds corresponded to the wounds of Christ on the cross. The girl's name was Tracy Spradbury, and according to the newspaper, the Virgin Mary had appeared to her in a vision. Living next door to Tracy and her family was a ten-year-old boy who had leukemia. According to the boy's parents, the disease had gone into remission the day after he had gone around to play with Tracy, and after a week, doctors had pronounced him fully cured. Interesting, said Nightingale. He looked at the date of the cutting. 
that had been published a month earlier. This is a big story. Why haven't I seen this in the Nationals or on TV? Because as soon as that appeared in the local paper, the family shut the doors. The girl hasn't been seen since, and they don't allow visitors. You see, in the article that no one from the Spradbury family spoke to the journalist, and there's no photograph of Tracy. So she hasn't healed anyone else? There's no evidence that she healed anyone, said Connolly. The entire story is based on an interview with the next-door family. Jenny knocked on the door and brought in a tray with two mugs of coffee. She put it on Nightingale's desk. There's creamer and sugar on the tray, she said to the priest, and he thanked her. Nightingale looked back at the newspaper.